Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Casting the Spotlight episode number 107. And this will be the main event conclusion episode of Horror Season 2023. And our guest tonight is none other than the returning for his second solo, Strip Club Gene! He's like, oh boy. That's it? He's back. He's now. What do you want? What? What You want strip club Gene, the titty bar tyrant, the the uh, dance legend, Gino Mac, the mean Gene, mean Gene. How he, how he built whatever you want to say. But see, Gene, as opposed to your debut last year, you've been brought on a couple of times this year. We built you up. We spit you out. (laughs) (laughs) You. Are now tied also for the most appearance is of all time in the cast with your appearance tonight. And this is our 40th episode of 2023, so we continue to set our own record the longer and deeper we go into this year. Uh-huh. So, or last year was our highest ever, and that was 33, so we've been banging <laughs> them out. The big 40. And, uh... It's a lot of episodes. And we've still got two months left. How many have you guys done in a month? Most months, on average, like there's been some months we do three, some months we do five, but so, I mean, roughly, it's probably about one a week. So about you know, so if we do, if we say we do four more each month for the last two months, then we'll have had almost one a week every single week of the year. That's forty eight. Yeah. If we do, if we did four the next two months, depending on, you know, depending on a multitude of factors. So that's pretty damn good. There's only fifty two weeks in a year. That's crazy. I know. That's that's a shit ton of episodes, son. Yeah. So, thanks for being with us, by the way. It's been uh, a couple of months since we've all been together in the same room. But what a momentous occasion. And this isn't, you know, this isn't me and you fucking cracking open a bunch of Slim Jims and throwing <laughs> them back and shit. But this is Halloween. It is. This is the main event. And We're uh, growing up, you know? We can't be out in, in, that was a party. in a... Somebody's Sneaking yard, up. an anonymous person's yard getting fucking hammered, <laughs> but eating a bunch of snacks, you know, we got, we got lives <laughs> and jobs now. He I mean, dives. we still could do that. We still could. <laughs> There's no laws against that. You can have a great, great old time around Halloween. It's one of but, the best times of the year, man. But damn, Gene, how have you been? Been better. Yeah. Hey, that's why we're all here, though, man. We're here to talk it through. We're here to fucking deliver a grand old Halloween episode to solidify the season, you know? And you're the guy for the job. You know, we all share a mutual love and passion for the uh, for the season. Very much so. Gene, how's the list been coming along? You watched a lot of movies this year? This year, not as much as I have. Or wanted to. That happens. Probably think I wouldn't. Or I did last year. Yeah, I think you were talking about that on the podcast last year. So last year I watched all the Halloween movies. I think I went through all the Chucky movies. Yeah, that I don't like go through all franchises anymore. I feel like like I feel like when me and you 
there, there's just no way to do what we did a few years ago, and we're like, all right, we'll watch all of all these franchises plus a bunch of individual movies. Oh, we watch a lot of other individual ones too. Like I'll watch like four to five, some of the series, like six of the movies in the franchise. But man, it's hard to get to the whole franchise of all these movies. What Fridays have you watched? I've watched six of them. I watched uh, four through eight, and then the remake, the '09. Okay. Wait, you watched five? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I watched uh, four, six, seven, um, the 09 one, and I plan on watching Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, I'll watch that too. That would definitely probably be once again a November watch this year, though. Mm-hmm. I feel like it has been a lot of years for me. It's been, I, I see, that's the thing. I booted some up that got pushed in November last year, and then there's still some that I'll probably watch like between tonight and tomorrow. But tomorrow, obviously, be when we drop this. But November, there, it just, it'll it'll get some residual movies like for the first at least little while of November just to just to break it up. But it's always a nice cool down to have like a few weeks because between kind of the ending of horror season and like the you know you got like the weather changes a little bit more and stuff in November and it kind of it, it milks you into fucking Thanksgiving slash. Christmas time, like, to mid to late November, and then it just kind of, everything changes. Because it's like, Halloween and Christmas couldn't be more polar opposite in almost every fucking way. Yeah. yeah. The mood vastly, yeah, does change. So you have to, like, it has to just see a, a, a transition somewhere in there. Um, November, there's, like, yeah, a little bit of a down period. Not there's a, a, not there's a, a down period, like, bad, but, like... Where you have a minute to kind of like breathe, but usually the best holidays of the year is Halloween and Christmas, so it's yeah. like they both get their time, and November just has that space between them. Right. I usually so. take those few weeks to finally fucking catch up on sleep, it seems like, to like, just because I'm like, I'm just so used to just binging, binging, because like, now with the list too, there's, it's crazy because we like started doing that, is like just a, you know, and it is a fun thing, but it's like... You become really like fuck. I gotta get this shit in. Oh yeah. <laughs> I gotta like watch the hell out of all these movies. Come radical about it. So it's like, like this is, has to happen. Every second of your time between that and your life and work and everything else and sleep, you like you had just it takes from different departments of your life and you have to like get that in somewhere. And I'm like, I, it's it is, and I love this season and the next season and like all the shit. But like. It is nice to sort of be able to lay off for a minute in those first few weeks of November to kind of like have time to to, to reassess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's nice. I mean, and it's kind of fit the vibe lately because we've had some. I don't prefer it. Probably has gotten as cold as it has drastically. Yeah. I like it, and it fits the vibe in, in ways. But like, it didn't even. We didn't even really get a lot of days. I don't think it's gonna stay like this either. He's November always. It's gonna bump up again, temperature wise. Yeah, but like, because uh, we always have those some of those cold days in October, and that's probably what we're getting now. This like front, and then it'll kind of go back up. So I'm hoping we get like forty to sixty degree weather in November to like sue this into the. That'll be nice. Yeah, the winter, no, like right instead of because in. I it's like I because I don't mind it getting a little cooler, but I don't want it to go from seventy five how it's been like in some days this month even yeah to to, to twenty nine. It's like all right, well the morning's gonna be twenty nine. Yeah, dude, tomorrow it's like the morning tomorrow. Like when I'm supposed to get up for work, like four or five a.m. around there, it's like 
26 degrees at say it. It's like, dude, where <laughs> where is our like 45 to 65 degree days? You're going to wake up to work one day just scraping your window and you're going to be like, Fuck. no, that's that's too much, too quick. <laughs> yeah, it'd be in October. Dude, I but, mean, we it, we did get kind of a freeze overnight last yeah. night already because a lot of the cans today, like shit was frozen on top of everything Fucking pretty much. my tire pressure, damn it. Yeah. It's because it was sitting out there during work. I should fill mine, too, honestly. It was sitting out there during work, and it's usually sitting in the garage, so it's always a little warmer than yeah. usual. And then, I guess, like, because it didn't say that until I, like, left to work earlier, that the, the pressure was low. So I was like, damn, it's it's definitely shifting everything. But it's kind of crazy, because, I mean, you look back at it, and, like, we went, there's been so, just like any year, but it's always amazing by the time we get to this point. And then, like, the next three months, can like, taken into consideration this month into November into December is like so many holidays and so many different things happening that it's almost like a completely different part of the year than prior. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just nuts. Cause I mean, we started the year on episode 68 and now we're in episode tonight is one Oh seven. And, uh, you know, Gene, it has been, since I was thinking about this earlier, you were on episode 59, because Adam was 60, uh, last year for our final, like, October episode. So you are, your last solo was 48 episodes ago. <laughs> that's a shitload of, you've been in two in between then, but that's, like, that's a shitload of Two Octobers. Episodes. Yeah. So last year you had the co-main event, this year you got the main, so there you go. You graduated. <laughs> You moved up the card. We, I know last year a big a big selling point on our, we were talking about the Screams, we were talking about the Halloween movies, yeah, like yeah, ranking them, and some of my opinion probably has shifted on like some of the Halloweens or... H2O's number one? No, H2O's probably still five where it was. The top four, I don't know, I'm, I was still debating switching some of that, but... I mean, I think last is obviously still resurrection. We don't need to go deep into that and shit on it more. I mean, we can, but I don't have the time. There's for that. no, there's no possible way anything would be no. lower. Than there's nothing resurrection. And I would probably put number five just above that, but I'd probably put season of the witch above that for the reasons I explained last year. Four above that, and either Halloween. I, you know what the thing is? I still haven't watched Halloween Ends again. Like, I uh, need to. So. I don't know where to place that, but either Halloween Ends would be above those four and next. It would probably be Halloween, as of right now, without a pawn to rewatch, Halloween Ends would probably be ahead of those four, but it would probably be right there. And then above that would probably be Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, which is, to be honest, I think that's too shit on. Like, I would say... I would say it's so shit on that it's underrated if it was a good, the bad, and the shit's topic. But it's not that I think it's so great either. It's just I think it gets too much. It catches too much flack because there's. I think it's tremendously better than four and five. Season of the Witch, absolutely resurrection. I don't need to explain that one. Uh, and you know I I don't know. I think it's I think it's better than all those. Um, but above Curse, I would probably put maybe. Halloween 2, Zombies version, and above Zombies version of 2 is sequel, I would probably put um, Halloween Kills, 
then H2O, then, <coughs> I don't know, for the four, I, I'd probably still put maybe zombies at four, and I don't know, for those first three, it's, it is tough. It's what I really like is like like Halloween Two is just it's so fucking good. It was such a well done sequel. It's it's like as good in many ways as Dream Warriors is to the Nightmare on Elm Street series because it's like just the second part of the night whenever Michael does the rest of the killing yeah. in that. But it's 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 very hard at the same time because of the simplicity in the in the third act buildup of Michael in the original Halloween. It's very hard to say. Like, I can say in a lot of ways that it's it's more exciting for me to watch Halloween 2 because you know all the lore and shit beforehand of what comes with the original. But that's the that, that's almost like the starting point no matter what is, like, you go back to that original Halloween. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it almost like... goes back to at least that. Yeah. So it's almost like you have to go back to the drawing board on a lot of these things no matter what. Um... And they supposed to be making another one? Or did you guys see oh, something about no. that? I sure as hell hope not. I thought they saw or I thought I saw something about that. Or at least not for a minute. I will say of all the horror movies that I've seen in theaters, and I'm not even just trying to take a wild stab here uh this year. But The Exorcist, I saw four horror movies in theaters this horror season. The Exorcist was number four. Point blank. Yeah, I yeah. That's the thing is like, there was just, like, after watching it, I'm like, in 2023, there was just no real reason to make another trilogy. Like, there's no reason to make more Exorcist movies. Who? There's so much... Possession movies are so saturated already at this point that The Exorcist, like, the original was a fucking classic and a legendary film. And it will always be seen as that because it was the first of its kind and it shocked people and it was what it was in 73. But, like, now there's... The market and possession horror is so fucking saturated. I think there have been great ones since There's then. been really good ones, but there's like, just no reason to market something as an exorcist film at this point. Oh, like, yeah. Well, that's what we were talking about last Plus podcast. Yeah. It's, like... Because if, the Exorcist, if they were going to do it, it shouldn't have been what it was. The right? Exorcist, and that's the other thing about it, is it wasn't just like it was like... Because I wouldn't even nearly call it my personal favorite of the greatest horror movie ever made. But it, was, it wasn't it was just that for horror, but it was, it was really, if you look back, it was really an important piece of cinema yeah. at the time of its release. You know what I'm saying? Not even just a genre. Like, it was an important fucking marker of where the time was at. And what they were doing, you know what I'm saying? Because that was before The Omen came out. That was before John Carpenter's Halloween. That was before Nightmare. That was before Friday. That was before all that shit. There were other horror movies. Psycho was released before then. A lot of the other shit. A lot of the original monster movies. But it just was not the same. It took it to took it to a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah. As fucking what's his name would say and you know Behind, behind the, the Mask. mask. You need to watch that if you haven't seen that either. Behind the Mask? Yeah, The Rise of Les Leslie Vernon. You ever seen that? You need to watch that one. I don't think so. You're like sickle. You know what I didn't watch this year? I didn't watch any My Bloody Valentine, did you? Nope. I didn't watch The Hills Have Eyes. I haven't. 
I don't know if I will at this point or not. Yeah, my list is different this year than it ever has been. It's yeah. definitely a different since list. at least since we started adding a lot of shit to it too. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like expanding my horizon of horror. Those, I'm just trying to see other shit. I would know? say 15 through, and we watched most of the stuff we watched in 15. We watched probably together, but we didn't watch nearly the shit that we watched in the years after. But like 2015 yeah. through 17, our lists weren't that dense. They were maybe oh, like 30 no. ish. Yeah, but so then the years had, after that, dove deep. Then the years after that, 2018 and 19, we were in, like, to the 60s, but then after that, we just piled them in into, like, the fucking hundreds for, like, a few years, for a couple of years. And yeah, oh, well, yeah. really, even into last 20, year, it was 20, about 100. 2021 and mm-hmm. 2022 were all pretty dense lists. I mean, 2020 and 2021, though, were on a whole other level. Yeah. And like, 2021 might never be broken. The thing is, is, like, last year, I was proud of that list because... We not only piled in a shitload of movies, but we casted every week of the month, released five episodes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, like, it, that was kind of... Last year and this year were kind of, like, the best of both worlds as far as, like, making a dense list, but also being able to talk about all of it because we've released on end. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'd kind of rather that be... Whereas some of those years that we piled in the movies, we didn't cast at all. Um, as dense as the lists were. I mean, it is what it is, but it's nice to be able to really, to get that out there, because I'm like, that's another reason, like, that's another, not even excuse, we'd watch them anyway, but that's, like, another reason to, to do it anyway, because it's just, like, that gives us something to talk about and dive deep in with people and have people on and stuff, because the list has, like, become a prominent thing. So much of the fact that I tell everybody, I'm like, make a list, make a list, let's see what you got at the end of the season, like, yeah. fucking push Oh, it nobody's... Off. Nobody's touching our numbers. No. <laughs> Let me tell you that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, what, uh, I mean, we all saw, and I know obviously Elijah did, like, later, but, I mean, me, you, and Nick saw Scream 6 in theaters. What? How did you feel that it ranked up to the other ones since we saw it this year? That was back in March. Was that this year? Yeah. Scream 6. Yeah, I saw that with Aaron. Aaron Beaver. Aaron, former guest on the podcast. Another guest. Guest on episode number 83. Hell yeah. Um, it was up there, but it wasn't... You think it was better than five? Yeah. <laughs> He's deep in thought on it. I just watched I, five I, again the other night, actually. I need to watch five and six if that's it. Yeah, um, six is all I got left. That'll probably be November at this point. I definitely think six was better than... Uh, same here. I was I left the theater happier. With six, six, six probably overall it probably was better than than five and three. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. Here's the thing about three is that there's a lot I still liked about it, but some of the dislikes were heavy. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The Everything way, to do with the, Sydney, I still enjoyed with three. The changing, the story of the first two movies with the third shit. Mm-hmm. And for the worse is where they really lost me. Where I was like, ah, oh. mm-hmm. that's where it gets unforgivable. And a lot of horror franchises do that. Where a later, shittier movie basically just like takes away everything from the movies before. Because they, they think in their heads they're trying to top it. Yeah. But it's just like, that just that shows that reeks of desperation. <laughs> you don't know what else to do. 
Ran out of ideas. Yeah, so you're just like, well, this is going to make this invalid. It's like, you just killed your own shit. That's why sometimes as a horror fan, you have to just watch the ones that you like and think are good. <laughs> And then you're just like, those other ones don't fucking exist in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm not going to watch well, them. It's what we talked about before. If you take, if you take Halloween, the original, Halloween 2, the original Halloween 2, and H2O is like a trilogy, that is a excellent trilogy oh, yeah. of movies. Like, oh, yeah, just great. the Jane, just the Laurie Strode story, and her being Michael's brother in the, that original shit, that is, that would be an excellent fucking Three movie combo, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I could say the same about David Gordon Reed's David Gordon Green's trilogy overall, but he just seemed to go more downhill every movie. Yeah, and like we've said in the past, I'm not going to talk ad nauseum about it, but like I think we've even said with Gene, I wouldn't even be against. Him introducing, like, Corey Cunningham as a new killer or whatever. But don't do that in the last chapter of a trilogy that this yeah. character never existed in before. Yeah. When, I mean, spoiler alerts ahead, but, like, oh, when you freaking here. marketed this movie as being the final showdown between Michael and Lori. Like, somebody's dying here, It's this is the end. And then you spend an hour and a half on this fucking guy nobody knows to kill him. It's like, why did we do any of this? Shot yourself <laughs> in the foot. Stepped <laughs> on your own dick. Throw through a meat grinder. Or, not a meat grinder. What was it? The junkyard grinder? Yeah. I don't think he's coming back after that. Now that pretty much solidified the end. At least in that timeline. They'll be like, okay... The next time they bring him back, though, they'll just be like, okay, so it's we're just going to make a new timeline. <laughs> Probably. We're starting after Halloween 2 this time. <laughs> That's the bad thing. Like, and I like both these franchises, but Halloween and Texas Chainsaw, they just redo, 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 redo with all the movies. It's just like, the more sequels never builds on the things that happened before, because the last things had a solidified end. So then they're just like, they have to basically re-launch re, like, the whole thing from the first movie. Yeah. Halloween and Texas Chainsaw both do that shit constantly, where it's like, okay, so uh, this timeline, the first movie, is all that exists. And it's like, we've seen that... Five times. <laughs> well, and the reason and I that, like both. The reason stuff. that works is kind of going back to like the Cody and Colton episode we just did, is because there's still a lot of like we're the generation that funneled so much money into the nostalgia of things, and it, like I don't. I mean, we're not necessarily at fault for that in ways because during like the. I mean, especially during, I mean, even before that, but, like, especially during the 80s, 90s, and, like, early 2000s, there was so much great original content being released that now everybody that was growing up with that stuff is old enough to be like, oh, man, you're going to bring back some of my favorite shit that I enjoyed? I'm all in. And now they know that, and they're taking advantage of that. And every time they have a chance to 
just milk it for more shit and bringing back characters you love and people, no, regardless of genre even, uh, as we've seen with Star Wars and other things like that. It's every time they're gonna do that, they're gonna they're gonna feed you the nostalgia machine, but eventually that's gonna wear thin, and you're gonna be like, I kind of want to see some stuff I've never seen before instead of. That's yeah. that is what frightens me because I cycle. don't want to grow resentment for something that I once had a really strong love and compassion for, like something that I really fucking you know what I'm saying. I don't. I'm not I feel saying like people that always do. Look at the classic classic Star Wars fans. They were not happy with this recent trilogy. They didn't want to see any of it. They didn't give a fuck. They still went. They still went and paid their money. But they bitch the whole time. You know, that's eventually going to be us with all this shit. If they keep making all this shit, I mean, at this point, I'll be happy as fuck to see a Nightmare on Elm Street or a Friday the 13th movie. I'll fucking be all in because it's been forever. We need but like, a Friday movie. If they keep making all this shit and keep making it and keep making it, eventually we're going to be the fucking 40 and 50 year olds that are like, all right, fucking chill out on it. <laughs> yeah, we got the shit we love, and it is kind of like you said, like it's an English cycle, man. Where it's like everybody wanted to see, like, man, just give me my legacy characters back, just give me the mm-hmm. shit I love back. And when they got that, and at first it was like, fuck yes, and everybody loved it, and then it just kept happening, and kept happening, and kept, and like it happened in every series imaginable, mm-hmm. in every genre imaginable. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Eventually, people were like, okay, this is what I expect now. Like, I'm not happy or surprised by this. Mm-hmm. Give me new shit. You, there, there was a time, too, is because I know is like, I don't know, like, how you guys felt, but, like, even in, like, wrestling or whatever, like, there was a time when I was just, like, that stuff never happened where, like, once it seemed like they moved on with the with their characters or their whatever, or somebody had their last match, or you saw the end of this character in this series or whatever, you're like... I'm never going to fucking see him again. Yeah. That's shitty. And then eventually it got to the point where, like, they realized that, oh, man, everybody loved that shit. So they're like, let's bring it back. And, like, at first, that's how it was because you're like, I never thought I'd see this shit again. Ever. Oh, yeah. Never. <laughs> and then now it's just like they milked the cow so many fucking times. Um, and, like, I still enjoy it for sure in certain aspects, you know, in a lot of, in a lot of the stuff that, I haven't, that I've seen. But the thing is, it's going. To, the river's going to run dry at some point. It's not. There's not going to be. You're not going to be able to introduce what's old is now new again. Over and over and over, because once you do that, you've not only spent the original idea, but you spent what hooked us into the original in the first place with bringing those characters back. So like. There's gotta be the only way to get around that is to bring back is is to be either you gotta like you you just you really have to create original ideas again. Go back to the drawing board and let people do shit. Anything different like that, or show us something with these characters that you've never shown us before. The fact of the matter is, man, we're in the era of nostalgia. And that kind of is cool, but at the same time, it kind of sucks. It's We're, on the, we're on the back right half of it, Because though. in 30 or 40 years, dude, whenever people look back at this era, they're going to be like, bro, they were lame as fuck then. They were, like, nobody only, was doing new shit. They, they were, were like just, missing. They were, like, missing the past. The they were just time. relaunching oh, yeah. the same shit they've already seen the past 20 and 30 years. 
And I mean, I don't necessarily blame them from a business standpoint if they're like, oh, a whole bunch of 18 to 49-year-olds are funneling their money into all this stuff so that fucking this is who's going to buy our shit. But why was it never like that before then? But the thing is, is like, look at where we are with cinema and, and creating things now as opposed to that era because the stuff they grew up with, they didn't have nearly what we have now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're kind of in that time of innovation where they finally can do that now. Whereas the generation before us didn't really have that backlog the way we have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's weird because we're living it, but at the same time, realize that we're living it, so nobody's seen it before. But now that we're seeing it play out and unfold in real time, we're like, wow, this is actually getting a little, this is actually growing a little bit tired more than we <laughs> thought it would. We didn't think it would, and now it's starting to in real time. Yeah. And it's like... Who could have seen that coming? Like we, like it seems like we should have because everything's easier in hindsight. But it's, I don't know. I guess maybe we should have seen that that was, you know. But nobody's like, there's not one formula for all this stuff. You don't have to fucking. I don't know. We. Uh, that's why I, I. That's why I think directors and producers and like writers that just that make original, like, shit still, like, we've, like, there's, people really got to support a lot of the people that are trying to draw outside the line still, instead of yeah. doing the same, doing the same. But the, the problem is, it's hard for studios to back It's hard, it's really, it yeah. is. Because unless like, you have name credibility or financing. You can't be a nobody that comes no, in here with, like, no. I got a great story to tell. No, no way is anybody you know going to put money into your shit. You know what's a shame is it could be a great story. Oh, but if yeah. you have no credibility and, you, and you're not nobody part of the knows franchise, you. it could be a <laughs> tremendous idea. Yeah. And they won't see it because they're like, why would we do that when the fucking... Lord of the Rings is already worth two billion dollars. That's why my fucking Star Wars is already worth you know is is worth this much money. Like why would what we? They're doing. So, I mean, that's why you they're like on YouTube now. I haven't really dove deep in any like any of this shit. I know there's a lot of horror shit like this mm -hmm. though, but like there's a lot of fan films now where people just like make their own shit, and I'm sure a lot of it sucks ass. But some of it might actually be decent, and it's like original ideas, you know? But it's it's not going to obviously tie into any of the cinematic yeah. fucking lore or anything like that. Yeah. But, like, still, people are, like, going to other outlets for their original ideas because studios are just... At this point, it's a money machine, and we're funneling money into all the nostalgia. So the best, the best thing I've seen come out of it and in terms of originality and writing is like kind of what we talked about before is like all the originals that the streaming services are putting out Netflix yeah. HBO Amazon like the ones that are original that they're producing now because a lot of them have not been seen because they're exclusive to their their uh their service that is some of the best shit we've seen in recent years because yeah. it's all stuff that hasn't been seen before in these and they have so much money, they can create their original content and take risks on people that are quote-unquote unknown or not, like, they're stories that people don't know. And, and a lot of times, to draw you in, they will use actors that are known. But there's nothing wrong with doing it. I don't mind seeing people I don't know. I just want to see no. stories I haven't, or, or I don't mind seeing 
people that I know or don't know, as long as the story is something fresh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't... Because, of course, some of the same notable actors, like, of you know, even pu- putting one guy that you really know or girl at, at your forefront will draw you in because you're like, oh, I fucking like them. That puts me right in there. But it's like, if it's... As long as it's a fresh story, it's gonna it's gonna draw like, and they'll use that person as the draw as the selling point. You know what I'm saying? To be like, oh, this is credible because so and so wouldn't have done it if they didn't think it was gonna be a good project. Yeah. So it's just like I don't mind them doing that. Um, it's just uh, it's just refreshing whenever they make something that hasn't been seen before, so to speak. You know. Yeah, more slasher movies like that. Yeah, new stuff. That the slasher era is kind of behind us. I feel like Terrifier is the closest like modern slasher that's over. There's that hat, those Hatchet movies. Have you ever seen them with Victor Crowley? It's like Kane Hodder. I don't think so. That plays him, but yeah, the Hatchet series. It's it's kind of a little older at this point, but that and like the Terrifier with Art the Clown. See, like those are like the modern slasher movies, but outside that, there's not a lot of slasher. It's a lot more like paranormal and possession movies nowadays, which isn't my even my favorite subgenre of horror. But I'm just like, they're scary. They're scary as fuck, but they're just not the. Mo- I don't have the most fun with them. Yeah. You know, I do agree with the points we made about them, like probably not having the rewatchability that a lot of the slashers have. Because once you get some of those initial jump scares and or like... And there's jump scares and slashers and stuff too, but after a little bit, if it's like a main guy or just villain or who, whatever, you, you're you not watching it to be scared. Like It's almost just like they become more entertaining. Whereas like some of the movies that are based, that are, that are built around the... Um, uh, like the, the possession stuff or like maybe like the exorcist type stuff or whatever are like like that's what i've noticed too is like sometimes you go to theaters and you're like you kind of realize certain jokes are done almost for like the audience that goes to see it opening night but then it's just like okay well that that was awesome but you're like but how is that gonna age five years from now whenever i rewatch it again and again or i try to or whatever because it's just like... It happens more in the modern era than it ever does, before. It does. And, like, you're entertained <laughs> by it at first because you're like, that was great. You're like, that was... But then you realize that it doesn't age as well as when you were entertained by it when you went to go see it that first time. Yeah. You're like, was that worth the everlastingness of it just just to, for the opening night pop? You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of them are, like, one-and-done movies now. Like, you don't yeah. get the enjoyment out of watching it over and over but there's also and i think part of that too is the fact that if it's i mean if it really blows you away it does of course but it there's just there's a lot of um there's just a whole saturation of just content in general and i'm not even complaining because it's awesome because everybody has more options than ever but at the same time that's why it takes something extra special to have your attention be focused into that thing because you've not only got to make something good but you have to give me a reason to ignore all this other stuff that I could be watching to focus on your shit yeah. you know what I mean there's endless shit that's what I'm saying now. you can watch and, and you could and it's like even a movies aren't your thing there's a shit ton of shows you can watch podcasts you can 
to put your attention to something now, that's worth everything. Even if it's for a week, even if it's for a stint of time. Because there is so much content. Once again, not yeah. complaining because a lot more people have jobs than they ever did too in these in these markets, in these, you know, so it's good too. But it's like we still only have twenty four hours in a day. You have to give me something and a good reason to tune in. To become a fan now really means the world. Yeah. Because like oh, yeah. people are actually investing time into your shit. Oh yeah. And know? when when you could be focusing it elsewhere. Yeah. So it's like it makes sense in the 70s, in 1979, when somebody came out with something that you're like, holy shit, because you didn't have that many options still. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I was even thinking about that with music the other day. I was listening to uh, the guitar solo of Freebird, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, can you imagine in like the early 70s, the first time in concert, when he just fucking busted this crazy shit out? Everybody was probably like, holy Fuck! <laughs> what is this? It's like back then there wasn't as much, but the people that like could fucking really show it off, you could like really oh yeah shock people. It's like The Exorcist, for example. You know that was early seventies. That's why I think it's important to like recognize like the trailblazers, but like I don't think to the detriment of overjudging everything that's coming out now. Because, like, of course everything is going to be compared to the past, but if you're a slave to what was, you're never going to be willing to accept anything from now on can be better. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, like, it also depends on what you're into, you know? Some people are just, like, you know, you're like, hey, have you ever seen this old movie? Like, this is what started it all, or this is the first of this series, or this is whatever. And there's some people, and we've all met them or whatever, they're like, ah, you're going to watch that old shit. Like, they want something new, something newer, something, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, That's I ain't gonna watch. remakes come in. Yeah, they yeah, they're like, I'll watch it if they, I've heard Every that. couple of years. I've heard that countless times, too, and this isn't even, this isn't even only, like, horror or whatever, but I've heard several people be like, eh, I'd watch it if they redid it or re-whatever. And, like, we, like, we're fans of a lot of the past stuff or a lot of the stuff that started, you know, whatnot, so I'm not talking about us, per se, but next I have heard movie. that opinion where even the stuff that's ever loved, like they're like, yeah, I'd rewatch those or I'd watch those if they redid the whole thing and made it new. They just are, are turned away from when stuff looks 60 years old and 50 years old and whatever. Yeah. And to each their own, I guess, but there are people like that. So, like, you know, I don't necessarily think it's whatever you want. That's the beauty of it, too, is that it's, I mean, it is opinion. That's why we're here also we're talking about what the hell we enjoy and what we're passionate for and shit but it's uh but i have heard that too so it's not even just like oh you need to respect the like there is an audience that just that is just like ah i ain't gonna watch that old bullshit i don't think it's that i think it's the storytelling oh yeah no it is it is and that's kind of what i look for more now too and like the storytelling in old movies was much better and like, we passed a point, thankfully, to where it became like you the impressive the impressive visuals and the CGI, to where now we're getting in a lot of departments, especially the originals, we're getting good acting again and worthwhile writing. So it's just like it's coming back together in a lot of ways, and it's not just about the visual. It's not also just about the acting where they couldn't do a lot of good like yeah. effects and shit yeah. too. 
Because, like, eventually it was, like, about the acting. And then we went through an era where, like, some of the acting was god-awful because they're like, oh, we can do this in the computer. <laughs> like, look at these fucking god-awful effects yeah, it's and like, this terrible acting. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like... Some of that stuff is still, like, nostalgia effect. Like, some of that just terrible mid-90s movies. But, like, yeah, some of them you go back to now... And you're like, man, I can't even watch this because the acting and, like, the effects are so fucking bad. They were trying it all out. There was also an era, like, if you watch the old, old, like, horror movies of, like, the 30s and the 40s and shit, Mm -hmm. that was early film. So a lot of those people are, like, theater actors. So their acting in films was, like, overacting because they were used to theater acting. Yeah. So they were, like, still working out the kinks of what it was going to be like to act on film they versus were, acting in a theater. Yeah, they were, know? like, act. If you watch <laughs> it, the way they project was almost more like to, a lo- like, a, like an audience, a live audience, yeah. than it was in, like, a film with a camera on you. It was more like you're acting, oh, what do you mean, that bitch? And then they <laughs> fucking smack somebody or whatever, and it'd be... It would be really dramatic. <laughs> Everything so, would be really dramatic. It would be so done up. <laughs> oh, Somebody man. gets hit. It's like... <laughs> and they like fucking <laughs> fall over a chair and shit. <laughs> and fall down. <laughs> the oh, women, man. whenever they're screaming, they're like fucking fainting and shit. Like, yeah. like falling over and getting caught and shit. It's, like, really dramatic as fuck, but it's almost cool for the nostalgia effect, because it's like, damn, this was, like... Why did everybody talk This like is what that? they saw as acting, though, back <laughs> like then. the 50s and 60s. Uh, Earlier, like, even. Ah! The 30s and 40s, and... They were just projecting, like, uh, like, this isn't how anybody would talk. <laughs> yeah, it's like, is this how you guys talked in everyday life to each other? I don't think so. Maybe. I told them not to do it. If he wants to do it, (laughs) (laughs) it would just be like, (laughs) it'd just be played up to such an extent. Gene, you ever watch all the old classic Universal monster movies? Uh uh. You need to. I heard you talk about them last. (laughs) You need to. You need to. I mean, if, if you're gonna like really dive into the genre of horror, at least, like, it's worth checking out. Some of the really, really old original classics. I mean, I'm not saying, like, that any of them are gonna, like, fucking shock you or scare you. There's, there is, like, surprisingly some shots in some of those movies, though, that you're like, yeah, that's a little creepy. I could see how that would definitely, in the era, fuck people up. Yeah, scare people. There's something about it being, like, old, too, that is just a little creepy. Whenever you're like, oh, this shit's 80 years old. Like, no, dude, like, Nosferatu's, like, 100 years old now. Mm-hmm. And, like, he looked creepy as a motherfucker, man. Yeah. Like, if you see, and it was kind of a silent film, so that's even creepier. Is he just, like, lurk into the shot and look all fucked up. And it was, like, a kind of a grainy, you know, footage. So it's just, like... It looks in the modern era because it's so goddamn old that that looks like found footage or some just like classic old footage, you know? It doesn't look like film anymore. I think that's what makes, um, I think that's what makes art so enticing in ways is like the clown 
is because it is a mime playing him, and he's just it's it's a lot about facial features and like, you know, just acting like on screen without saying anything, and yeah. he's not doing it behind a mask. You're actually seeing his facial features and like everything like move and shit. But it's so creepy because it's so. He just doesn't say anything. But you just see it all play out on his face, and it's just like, it's so, it's just way different. It's almost, it is like really old mixed with new. You've seen those, Gene? The Terrifier movies? They're worth checking out for sure. I saw it because they came out the second one recently, didn't they? Did you see the third? I saw recently that the third one is going to be a Christmas horror movie. So, because the first two were Halloween horror. Mm -hmm. They like took place on Halloween. So it's kind of cool. It's I guess bridge the gap. Real. What are they exactly about? You don't really know fully. Like I and that kind of annoyed me. But then if I really look back at the classic slashers, think about Freddy, Jason, Michael. You don't really know much about those guys at any point in the first couple movies. You know, you know a little bit of lore behind them, but like. I mean, they hinted at a lot more in Terrifier 2 than they did 1, mm-hmm. but they didn't, like, give you a lot of answers. So in the third one, apparently, they're going to add more lore and answer a lot of shit, but... Because it almost felt like like it was cool, because in the second one, they established, like, a strong final girl, and, like, it felt more like slasher slasher, kind of... The first one was good, but it was on a like way slimmer budget, and there I felt like less of a story than the second one. The first one was like what I will say though. What was cool about it is because you also have him not really uh, that I that really gave me old school feels about it though because I mean it was brutal and it was like the practical effects were like oh shit yeah um but it didn't look so cleaned up and everything. It looked gritty. Yeah, it was you done. could tell it was more low budget. So it sure. was like kind of interesting in that way, and like in whenever they came out with two, obviously it had a, it had a bigger budget and it was it had more of a following. Yeah, it's kind of a. But I feel like they just they just became like a phenomenon in the horror community mm-hmm. in recent history. It just came out of nowhere. Like yeah, when did the first one come out? 2016, I think it was Which 2016 and 2022, yeah. For it to really catch on, though. It seems like, like the first Terrifier didn't really, like, start really catching heat until a few years after it was released. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was, like, early I didn't really hear much about it until, like, 2019, really. Same here, That's yeah. And I started seeing it on everything. Like I thought on it was media. something that came out like earlier. It was just they finally made a second movie. I didn't think it was sixteen. I thought it would have been like early twenty ten or something. No, it was sixteen. And yeah, for people that are just casual horror fans, probably not your kind of movie. Unless you're like into the like you know like a gore hound or something. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest this to somebody that casually watches horror. Like, I would suggest, like, scream to that person. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, you should check out the Terrifier movies. Because they are pretty fucked up and brutal. But, I mean, they feel very much like like the modern slasher. Mm-hmm. So, And I think that's another reason why. Because, think about it. 
after Kevin Smith shot Clerks on a obviously a really like a way lower budget than most people make any movie. Uh, it took they sat on it for a while before they could have it mass like mass released and distributed to like larger fucking so it took a while for it to gain a real cult following. Yeah. So I almost feel like it took once once they started like more more people would tell each other about Terrifier, it got bigger and bigger and bigger and then they're like, Fuck, let's make a you know, let's make a second yeah, one. Yeah, once two dropped yeah. it got really big. And then it got a lot bigger because they had a lot of bigger of a budget. But that first one it did not have much of a budget. But it's like they had several things going for it in the sense that it was brutal and like they had a figurehead which was art, which was the main the villain, like the fucking clown and shit, who was creepy enough to like garner people's interest. And, you know, so they're like, okay, let's just carry this on. So even if it didn't look the greatest, it was low budget and it took a few years to catch on. Once it did, they're like, fuck, like, let's take advantage of this because people will pay money to come out and see a second one. And now that the second one has been getting over big time, like, now I would not be surprised at all if they were like, you know, obviously they're going to make a third, what you just said, but it's... It makes a lot of sense for it to... And it happened organically. Because, like, when they made that first one, they they were probably like, fuck, this could work, or this people could look back at this and think it was a pile of shit. Uh, yeah. But, but like, it was interesting enough and just deranged to where, like... Because I'm not going to lie, like, I'm not I'm not going to judge it in terms of, like, cinema. You know, we're all, horror, like, horror fans in general, so we've seen a lot of weird shit, different shit, bad shit, good shit. But, like... It was for sure interesting and creepy enough to pull me in to being like, man, this shit was wild. Like, I want to see the second one, you know, after we yeah. like, watched the first one. He was the first horror villain, or the first, like, slasher villain, too, that I've seen, like, <laughs> kill people with, like, firearms. He, like, used yeah. guns and shit, too, on top of, like, using everything else. And I will say props to him because it was, it was new. They did give me something I haven't seen before. Like, and it met all those fucking factors, really. And it was just like, fuck, like, it was it was entertaining and interesting enough to just kind of want more. You know what I mean? Was the second one better than the first one? I would say yeah. overall. Yeah, there overall. was There was more, there was definitely characters you could attach yourself onto more. Mm-hmm. There was, like, better characters. There was a lot more story. There was just more anticipation because the success of the first one allowed the second one to be something bigger. But you have to pretty much watch the first to fully understand the second because, like, some of the characters come back and shit. And even even still, watching the first, there's scenes of the second that you're like, what in the fuck was that? I guess I'll get answered, but... There's a lot of... I think the grittiness and the low budget adds to, to the real creepiness and grittiness of the of like of the first one you know in itself like some of the like whenever you realize that that lady at the beginning that was doing the interview is like at the end and you know they fucking yeah. it was like that was some weird shit like a number of things we were watching that like late august we were just like jesus christ i'm glad <laughs> we turned that on like we turned on for a reason it was just like fuck let's i had seen it over and over on these streaming services and i was just like fucking just gonna watch it one of these days because you know, it's one of the things that I, it's eluded me and I haven't seen, we haven't ever, you know, dove into. And, uh, I'm glad because I'm like, that's, I mean, it was for sure. We watched the second one, you know, so that says something. Um, and it wasn't like the first one was designed to necessarily impress, you know what I mean? Um, but I was, I was 
it caught the eye of, I guess, the right crowd of people mm-hmm. to, like, gain some success. Because, yeah, if you really watch the first one, you're kind of like, not that it's even bad, but, like, it seems like a lot of people that are really into horror and, like, have some ideas could make a movie like that. Mm-hmm. But it just, people kind of latched onto it, and then the second one just amped it up. I mean, it's good that other movies that are getting more movies out there. Yeah. Where it's not like... So we were talking about, yeah, new shit. A bunch of Texas Chainsaws or Fridays or, like, they need to have more different slashers. They need to really establish more horror villains. So it it does just... They go back to the original drawing board. All right, we got Michael Myers. We can do some more movies with him. (laughs) We got Leatherface. We can always go back to that one. We got Jason and Freddy up here. We're not going to do that shit for 20 more years. <laughs> no, your next Friday is going to be another remake. It will be at this point. All right. I heard a while back that Peacock was going to do a prequel series. That's what I thought. Of like Jason as a kid. Yeah. But even <laughs> still like, what the fuck's that going to be? Is he just going to be some kid that's getting fucking picked on and bullied all season and then he drowns? Like, what the fuck? I'm going to hate that if they try to make him the fucking hero and sure They're going to make him... They're going to definitely make, make you sympathize with him. sorry for him. For sure. That's what we're all about nowadays. Why? Why are we, why are we villain apologizing? <laughs> we're villain apologizing while also it creating new villains. I don't understand. It makes you love It's them so more. stupid because they're always like, But wait! He wasn't the actual real one, or he wasn't it's the like, actual okay, villain. Maybe he what? Maybe he had some fucked up PTSD. Still killed thousands of people. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't understand why. Still going on a killing spree. But there was somebody worse. If there, oh, if there were worse, we would have heard about him first, bitch. That's what I was like jokingly telling my girlfriend the other day because like she was watching, she was in the room whenever I, I was watching part of the Friday the Thirteenth. She just like. I don't understand how you enjoy these movies. She said that to me multiple times when I'm watching these slashers. She's like, this is not my bag. She's like, I don't know how you can sit here and enjoy a movie where the evil guy, the evil guy, comes out on top and fucking kills everybody. And I'm like, and I like jokingly was like side with Jason. I'm like, hey, he's misunderstood. Like he's... As if... I'm like, he got bullied, and the counselors didn't pay attention to him. They were too busy partying. He drowned. And she's like, okay, so that gives him the right to kill hundreds of people. (laughs) Every time. And yeah, I guess that's pretty much what what they're trying to sell us at this point. That even though they're a, a savage fucking beast of a person... They're actually not that bad. They're good people underneath that mask. That's, but that's crazy. But the whole thing of it is, is like, you're not supposed to, like, like how you handle other people, people's suffering. Like a lot of them, I mean, that's what they eat the fuck up. Like is, you know, what says whatever about you. And they're just like, oh, fucking, you know, like this stuff does happen to them. And of course this is what turns them into the villain, but then... They over—I I don't want to say overcorrect—but they over just amplify like their their anger and their hatred towards whoever. Like all of them had something done to them. Like you know, because before 
it's like whenever they burned Freddy alive and shit like that, he was already doing shit before that happened, like, you know, murdering or molesting kids or just yeah. doing whatever the fuck he was doing. And and then they did that to him, and yeah, that wasn't right either. But then he came back and just slaughtered all of their fucking kids yeah. it was in like, real life. So it was just like, oh shit. I feel like Jason in that aspect is the most sympathetic for the fact that he didn't really, like, do anything in life necessarily to, like, fuck anybody over. Well, Michael, most of the time, they go, not all the time, but most of the time, they go to hit, like, that old camp. It's not like he goes, to, you know, like, in Manhattan, that's an exception, yeah. or, like, what is Some of the, like, real like, later ones. But really, yeah. they go to his, like, home and his place and camp yeah. and fuck around, and then he kills him. It's not like he seeks him out. But I mean, he you know, it's still, really only he still people, kills like twenty motherfuckers. It's only time. people fucking around in there, man. It's mm-hmm. like outside teenagers coming in to party and have fun. It's like no, no, no. This is what got me killed. I ain't gonna have any of that shit on my land. Yeah, it's kind of like that though. Like I always thought that about Candyman and like Pinhead and the Cenobites too. Like they're not gonna come out around and fuck you up unless you fuck around with their shit. Like, the Cenobites and Pinhead, you gotta open their box and purposely, like, call on them. Candyman, you gotta fucking say his name in the mirror five times. So, like, those guys, they're chilling. Mm -hmm. As long as you don't fuck around and find out, you know? So that's like watching those movies. It's like, yeah, you know, just don't fuck around with them. Don't fuck around with random shit you're not supposed to, like... Some of the other guys, like Jason and Michael, if you just happen to stumble upon those guys, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, Michael, most of the time, they make him, like, just a unempathetic, just killing machine. Yeah. They might, they just, he has absolutely, like, and there's not even always a rhyme or reason. Like, he just stumbles across you, like, he's gonna fucking cut your head off or stab you 40 times, you know? He's like, oh, it looks like they're just sitting there chilling alone. Oh, wander in here. It's amazing, though, and crazy, like, we were talking about when we watched Halloween 2 or, like, some of the other ones, that he just, the amount of people that, like, he just spares just for whatever reason, like, he's either walking out of a place as they're walking in, or he's picking up the knife and taking the weapon, he just leaves. And then some people just absolutely ask for nothing, and he just goes into their house and slaughters them. It's just, like, it's so random. Uh, you know, but he's just, he has no, you know, for the most part, I guess he doesn't really kill kids, I was going to say, I guess he doesn't really, like, kill kids, though, for the most part, I mean, he did kill that, like, 15, 16, whatever year old kid in the 2018 one, though. So, I was going to say, that in 2018, (laughs) I feel like that Michael was supposed to be, like, he was just let out of his repressed addiction. Like, he had 40 years he hadn't got to kill anybody. So, like, the second that he was able to get out there and get free again, it was just, like, he was gung-ho about it. He was just, like, that's why there was that shot of him walking down the street in the neighborhood and just, like, going into house to house and just, like, killing the people in there. Next house. That was crazy. He just, like, he was so wanting, like, he needed it at that point. house to house. Yeah. And he was just going on an actual fucking spree. Well, then on kills he did. Come out. Halloween twenty eighteen and kills. He was like a fucking murderous son of a bitch. But that was intro to kills. Oh, yeah. Firefighters. That was that was maybe the best scene of that movie. 
was the intro to that movie. It was dope, though, whenever he got back up after they all beat the shit out of him and just started raining fucking terror on everybody. <laughs> that was dope as shit. Because there was, like, a huge group around him. Um, before we go to break, do you want to at least throw one or two good, the bad, the shits out there? I guess depending on how long we go. Yeah, we can. Um, I'm going to throw mine out. And mine is personally something that I always enjoy the story. Um, but I will say, like, like Tim Burton made the movie. But I think they can make something outside of that. Because Tim Burton has his own effect on things and own, like, oh, you know, yeah. way of creating and shit. And I loved it. I loved it, don't get me wrong. But Sleepy Hollow, uh, and it's not, my actual thing is not about that. But just, and I, I remember going through school and reading the stories about the Headless Horseman and all that stuff, like the Halloween shit, you know? Honestly, I kind of want to know you guys' opinion of, I don't know how you want to say it, whether that, that Headless Horseman, like in the story or the, the lore or just the content about it. My personal opinion is that it's underrated as fuck because I think there could be a lot more stuff produced and made about it that would be dark, interesting, scary. Like, you know, Ichabod Crane was Johnny Depp and he was more charismatic and kind of funny and, you know, how just the way he is, yeah. he brought himself to that. And I really enjoyed that movie. I'm not saying anything bad about Sleepy Hollow. I just watched it the other night. But, like, I would really, really enjoy if, like, somebody came along. Like, if you if you read the old story, Ichabod was, like, you know, really tall, lanky, like, skinny kind of guy. Kind of a weird, kind of a creepy guy in ways, too. Even though he was not the bad guy. But it was just a, it was a, it was a weird, frightening kind of story with just this dude coming back, like, that they, uh, that had a curse on him and shit. Headless, obviously, cutting off people's heads and just fucking doing this shit, like, I think somebody could make a dark as shit, like, Headless Horseman story that would be such a good fucking movie. I really wish they would. I've wanted to see that for a long time. Oh, yeah. And I'm not disparaging the Depp one at all, or the, the Tim Burton one at all. I'm, I, I like it, and I think that should exist, too, because it's still an excellent, like, it's still one of the ones I really enjoy. But I think somebody could make it also dark, gloomy, just scary, that is that is also a lot different than that one. You know what I mean? Mm. I think you could make something that's scarier than shit about that story if you really wanted to. And that's a classic. That's a look back at yeah, that's all the Halloween subtext. You could make a you could make a scary fucking story out of that. I'd probably say it's definitely underrated for the fact that it is one of the most classic horror yeah. stories of all time. It's Halloween. like it's like H.P. Lovecraft era, like. Er, like earlier, like mm -hmm. it takes place probably in, before you know before like Frankenstein. That was like the eighteen fucking twenty. That, that was that shit was that was right. like well the the, the year 60s. it started in that was it was very creepy too. Like parts of the U.S. and shit were like already you know made and whatnot. But it was like it was just after it became a country here, like a little, like a few decades after or whatever. And it was like I think the story started like seventeen ninety nine yeah. or something. It, it was did, like, yeah. what a creepy time too for that to <laughs> pop off. Like you could do a lot with that. You know what I'm saying? And like it would, it would be really neat to see like an actual like major company backing a motion picture of like a creepy, yeah. dark rated R like horror Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, you know? yeah. Of just a just a you know, and even make like like a, like a violent. You can even make Ichabod just this 
not even, I don't want to say necessarily creepy, but just this odd fucking fellow that's just... Yeah. But he is, like, the protagonist at the same... At the same uh, yeah, he'd be the one, like, confronting him. So you'd have to like him some, Yeah, you could definitely make him he, You could almost make him... I think, here's the other thing, you could make him that way, but you could almost make him... Like the isolated outcast, which is what he was really yeah. in those stories, but make him the nobody really you, wanted to believe him either. I really you know? and I really think you could do something. I really wish that would get exploited more because I would love to see something. There's gonna be something, you know, eventually again. With I, Sleepy Hollow. There's no way that, that that's just such a classic story mm-hmm. that they will make something else. Eventually. I've seen a bunch of short stories written about it. We we literally like when I reference like some of the stuff that we read in school. That was always it was always on the slate for October, Halloween, like whatever. You there was always something about that story, and I'm like, I would love you still see like the decorations and stuff. Yeah, of it's still like you, it's a that background thing. of him. Holding up his like the axe or whatever the fuck on like or the sword on like the horse just yeah. headless against the the gloominess of the full moon. Oh yeah, you see that everywhere still. Yeah, and I'm like that would be that's something that just gets dramatically overlooked because of all the things that we've created the last several decades, the slashers and everything else. Um, but I I would I would absolutely love to see something made about that like a major motion picture you know i think I mean? it's underrated because like there's so many different like killers with masks or like mm-hmm. horror movies with dolls like that's definitely something that would be different yeah that's that see that's a fresh direction that they really haven't especially in modern times not even in this millennium that was 1999 that that came out um that you could definitely make it like something fresh about and plus like the thing is, is even though that was made, it's, you know, like I said before, I'm not dissing on any part of it, but it was a Tim Burton project, so, like, he put his spin and his total, you know, yeah. brain on that movie, so it was, like, it wasn't going to be the exact same as, like, the classic story would be, or it wasn't, you know what I'm saying, it was going to have a departure from it. Like, I don't mind that it exists, and it's not my favorite Burton movie, but it's, I really enjoy it, but I, I do think they could really go a direction that would just be frightening if they wanted to with that story yeah it could be really neat to see a modern mm-hmm. dark tale of the headless horseman so yeah i think it is definitely underrated when it comes to, i mean everybody knows about it mm-hmm. but it's not like the most you know like talked about and rewatched thing in october because there's not a lot to talk about and rewatch with it there's the one yeah. tale and a couple movies yeah it's almost like it's it's still it's it's crazy because it's almost still one of those things and there's not many these days where like the book or the 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 short story or whatever is still like the legend of it in writing is still much bigger than anything cinematically ever made yeah. about it you know because I mean? it was that was the era. It was yeah. It, it became I mean, a thing. It, you know? it became. It came out a long time ago too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I would say underrated. Underrated across the board. I would. Yeah, I would. I, I would love to see it. I was thinking about that though. I was like, man, I would. I would. Speaking of that, I mean, since you know, we're likely never gonna, never gonna get Rob in the Freddy outfit again, as far as like a lead role in in that performance. I'm like, that would be another movie I would absolutely love to see. Just anything about. This headless horseman, Sleepy Hollow, the legend, you know what I'm saying? Like the whole thing. I I would fucking absolutely pay to go see that. Yeah, it would be neat. 
Be a, it would be a really, really cool October release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be. Fucking release it the first week of October. People could watch it all month. Yeah. You want to take the break now? Yeah, that's fine. All right. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back. We got the Titty Bar Tyrant on with us. Strip Club Gene. with more good, the bad, and the shits on episode 107, the conclusion of horror season with our good friend Gene O'Mac, the man of many nicknames, the man that's here on his fourth record-tying appearance to set the motherfucking record straight. We've got a lot of people up in that four range now. I know, I know. (laughs) We'll beat Ethan to five. It's getting competitive now. Calling him out. Oh, shit. Everybody's calling him out. Oh, boy. Ethan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cody called him out. Yeah. On old... Fa- yeah. On Facebook. See, Ethan could have had his fifth appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Soon enough, Kyle's going to join the mix. He's going to be like, listen, I got you guys all beat on time. And solo. Yeah, he does. He does. But uh, we are back. And it is time for more. So who wants to go next? I can throw one out there. Alrighty, let's let's hear what it is here. Alright, so just the idea of the final girl in horror. Is it like necessary for slasher movies? Is it overdone? Do you think it's cool? Do you not care to see it? What do you think about the concept of the final girl? I think the concept behind it is good. Because you can always continue it into another movie. It's not always just everyone's gone and then that's it. Restart from something fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It adds more of like character building too to make bring back like a legacy character. Yeah, it is kind of neat to tie in a protagonist, you know, to kind of be the the one to clash head-to-head with the villain mm-hmm. of the series, which is usually the forefront of the horror series. But, like, kind of like I was just talking about with Terrifier, like, that's part of the reason that made 2 better was it had more compelling characters and a final girl, you know? I mean, I guess it's not absolutely necessary, but most slasher films you want to see at least one or two people battle their way mainly out of it. Doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes the 
Dude pops back up at the end. Oh, fuck. There he is again. He he wasn't gone after all, and then the movie ends. But you want to see somebody make it to the end, generally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you got to have strong characters to get behind. And, like, even if they don't sequelize, like, it's it's nice to be able to have some somebody to, like, latch onto to root for. But it's it doesn't... I don't think it's just always a given. I think you've got to have a strong character at the forefront at least one you know what i mean yeah uh for that like and in most scenarios you know not even to sound any type of way but like you're going to have more sympathy for like the final girl than like if it was just some fucking schmuck dude that was just like you know what i mean I mean, there are men that survive and shit like that in some of these movies too. Yeah, it but there's on a lot how of how the dude was as a character. Like, if yeah. he was a sympathetic character and you actually like felt for him, it could work. But most of the times in slasher movies, they don't really make mm-hmm. the dude a lot characters of, as compelling as a, well, the main girl. A lot of times, the thing is, is like they have something. The main girl has something she's got to overcome, and a lot of times, it's like their, you know, shyness or breaking out of their, in in a lot of ways, I guess that's the same thing, like breaking out of your comfort zone in some way, like going to measures you would not normally take. Yeah. And in a lot so of ways... like the sweet, unassuming, innocent mm, one. In a, lot of, in a lot of times that's, it's easier to find like a female-driven character that's that way that has adversity to face rather than a male character. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, that's it not... worked in, like, Friday, there was three movies in a row that was, like, Tommy Jarvis was the the main figurehead going up against Jason, mm-hmm. you know? And that worked for what it was. I mean, not even saying he wasn't one of the top final characters to face a slasher that I would get behind. You know, I'm, I'm much more on the team of... Sidney Prescott and Laurie Strode as being like strong spearheads to fight evil, but it's still like it worked for what it was, and it, you you actually did feel for Tommy and rooted for him, you mm-hmm. know. So that was at least something. <laughs> but yeah, be, outside of that, there's not a whole lot of slashers where it is like a guy. Mm-mm. Necessarily. Well, in. I was going to say, and, like, obviously we're talking about slashers. Yeah, that's the case. But, I mean, there are movies, too, that, you know, the villain sometimes wins. And, like, I don't just mean survives and then is resurrected for the 14th time, like a lot of our favorite people. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, just actually evil conquers, wins the battle at the end, and then it just is over. Yep. And that's, you know. It happens sometimes. It does happen. It's, but it's few and far between. It's, it's. Even less than 10% of the time, I yeah. would say. And I mean, sometimes they do, like I was talking about the 09 Friday and the 2022 Texas Chainsaw spoilers, but it's like, mm-hmm. they pop back up at the end and it's like, oh fuck, and they like... I was not expecting it. You, you can assume mm-hmm. that they probably killed the final people, but they don't show it. Mm-hmm. So it kind of leaves it open in there where you're like, did they get away? Probably not, but you could... You could say they did if you wanted to, because they didn't show them get killed. There are so many examples of, really, the protagonist, or even, like, main girl or whoever, like, winning the battle, but not winning the war, because 
if you think about it, not only did they might have temporarily disabled and disfigured evil, but like think about how many of their friends slash family just got iced in the process of them overcoming this, you know what I'm saying? Person. And it's just like at the end of the day, it's like they have the the PTSD, the trauma, the negative effect of like losing all of these people close to them in these films. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So like it's like maybe they overcame that, but it's like at the end of the day, they got everybody around them just offed, you know. So it's like the main character, the the bad guy, the villain, may have still gotten the better in the end. Yeah, if you really think about the final That's... girl character, most of the time they're leaving that situation with oh yeah nothing. And like, and the thing is, it's just their life. Literally. When they come back, the villain comes back. It's like it's not over anyway. Yeah. So it's like, it's a lot of times it's, you may have won the battle, but it's not over. You know what I mean? You know, when we talked about before, like the hills have eyes and shit like that. One of those people, like it's, you you know, those people went through hell to survive that shit. The cannibals and everything. But then at the very end of the movie, even after the hell beating, somebody zooms out the binoculars like they didn't get rid of all yeah. of them. So it's you just know, like. I mean, that's the same, it's the same kind of concept. A lot of uh-huh. horror movies do that. Oh, yeah. Where they, they let you think. Right before the end, right after they beat the evil. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, fuck, these are the survivors. They're the ones that made it. They're the ones that got away. And then there will be one little thing right before credits roll where it's like, oh, fuck, they're right there watching them still. Or You know, it's like there's always that. But they never, I don't know if it's sometimes it is to leave it open for a sequel, but sometimes mm-hmm. I think they just want to leave that interpretation out there. You're like, you can't get rid of evil. He's still there. And kind of leave it up to the viewer to decide what they want to believe. Did they get killed? Did they Did they make it out? You mm-hmm. know? Most of the time, if they leave on a note like that, like in Hills Have Eyes, Friday the 13th, 09, Texas Chainsaw 2020, I just assume they probably got killed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as, like, the final girl... Uh, I would probably say fair, because it's nice to uh, be able to get behind a strong character. And that's not to say that every single one of them that's positioned as the last girl, the last, you know, the survivor is like a, a strong character. They have to write them that way and make them over, you know, and that's what the, that's those the, the best stories is like when they really have to get out of their comfort zone, overcome adversity, and, you know, at one point they're really like in their shell in the movie or whatever but like they have to they have to bring something out of themselves and overcome you know what mm-hmm. i mean and those are the ones to really get behind because like you know of course somebody that has the capabilities like and sometimes you want to root for the people that are capable too of doing it because you're like oh get ready whenever you fuck with this dude or this person like you're not going to be able to shut them down or whatever but like it's nice to see because that's like a story as old as time, like being able to see somebody overcome something. And uh, whether it's, uh, you know, a force of nature or another actual person slash entity, evil, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's always, it always gives you something to latch on to, to hope for, uh, you know, to hope for the future or for better or whatever. Like something to relate to because we all have things constantly that we try to overcome. Yep. So I would... I would say fair, because it's not, obviously it's not always done, 
well or done right, but it's you. There's countless examples of it being done well, you know. Yeah. So, I would say fair. Yeah, there's some very strong final girl characters, you know, mm-hmm. that that you really see as part of the series. That's why originally I was had a very skeptical view on Scream Six because I was like, no Sydney, no Scream, you know. It's kind of like. She was that series. Same with, like, you don't think of really anybody Final Girl-wise in Halloween besides Lori. There was other ones, but she was the one, you know? Yeah. So it's just... They can definitely add to a series if they're done right. So in that aspect, I'd say fair, too, is it, it can't be underrated. It's not like they underutilize the concept of the Final Girl. Mm-hmm. And you've got to have something to get behind, so I don't necessarily think that... You know, I think there's enough attention given, and like, of course, you're gonna, you're gonna come back for the villain. Like, whether you're coming back to see them wreck havoc or you're coming back to see them get wrecked, you know, it's you've you've got to have, you know, it's got to be. I don't even want to say competitive, but it's gotta. There's got to be something there. Like, you know what I mean? There's got to be a match. Or even like a mismatch, but someone to overcome the evil or someone to to thwart the bad and be on the good side. Well, even like in Scream 6, there wasn't really... I mean, Cindy wasn't in that, but they had like what the other four characters, the two main characters, and then kind of like the two side characters. Yeah, I'd say like Sam of... is probably taking on the Sydney role the most, but yeah. Tara is also kind of a big part of it so but they're building more characters so say like if they do a seventh movie and then like you could see one of them possibly dying instead of them just because they're obviously going to introduce more people that are going to you know that they're just going to get cut off well that whole group's pretty much going to be gone now just like in five you know they just basically switched up the group entirely from five to six they'll basically have to do that again I mean, they always have two with the Scream movies, so it has to be a different supporting cast every movie because the supporting cast gets fucking knived up and one of them ends up being Ghostface. Yeah. So. Or two of them. Yeah, a lot of times two of them. What do you think, Gene? Uh, I think it'd be fair. Because either way, like... Like... Look at how Scream was in Halloween. You had Cindy, you had Laurie. But then there's other movies Mm -hmm. that, like, didn't have a final girl in it. And, like, a lot of those movies were successful, too. Yeah, like, that was the thing. Friday the 13th had their final girls, too. Like, Mm -hmm. Alice was one, and, uh... She was in... She was one or two, and, like I said, like, Tommy... They just weren't as consistent with them like they would survive the situation whack off jason not that sounds terrible they would whack off jason they they would knock him off temporarily Mm -hmm. get out of the situation and then it would just be a brand new crew allison allison never got killed actually either no um at least on screen but i mean even outside of that like there's you know, in certain cases, like, even if they get fucked up, like, Courtney Cox's character and David Arquette, like, they still survive. 
I mean, it, it usually comes down to them in Sydney is fundamentally, or at least they did predating six or five, I guess, if you want to say. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a still lot of kind times. of in five, too. I mean, yeah. Not, well, kind of not she wasn't fully, the focus, but yeah. they were also like, they took out one of them. Yeah. Sam took out the other. That's messed up, man. That was like one of the Sam's like Sydney, but they I almost feel like they're making her like a more brutal Sydney cuz she's yeah. got Billy Loomis blood, which I still don't know if I necessarily fully like that concept where they're like, "Oh, she's a serial killer's daughter, so she's extra violent, but she's she's still a good person." It's like I feel like it's more of a people are making it feel like, "Well, she might be a killer in one of the movies." Yeah. And then they're like, well, Tara might be one of the killers in one of the movies. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is that they this could point, do that with this group, too, because. Near the end of it. If yeah. gonna what's end wild it, is at this point, Jenna Ortega is the bigger star, really. Like, yeah. more oh, people, yeah, more people know her. Yeah. I mean. So. Like, yeah, like her and, like, uh, Mia Goth and Anya Taylor Joy and stuff. Like, they're the women of horror nowadays. It seems like they're the ones that pop up in a bunch of different projects and do different shit. Is that that one fucking girl? Which girl? Who's Mia Goth? Mia Goth's the one that's in X and Pearl. And, oh, okay. Uh, she's Did you like watch engaged. those this year? No. She's, like, engaged to uh, Shia LaBeouf and shit. I want to I wanna watch those because I've heard multiple things about them. Yeah, she's been in a bunch of... She was also in that uh, Infinity Pool that came out this year, too. Okay. Mia Goth, yeah. But she plays kind of like the psycho in a lot of the shit, I think. Which is kind of cool. Honestly, the more that I watch that girl, I don't even know her name, but the the, the Asian actress in Scream, the more I like her. Every time yeah, I watch her... Once Upon a Time something. in Hollywood? Yeah. Not a fan of her She do. She plays such an unhinged crazy. I love it. I fucking know. <laughs> she needed it every time. Well, she basically got it. Yeah, she did. All the things. Yeah. Um. So you'd say fair, Gene? Yeah, I think it'd be fair. You got a topic for us? The star of all shows, Gene, or at least this show. Got a few, but I don't know if they've already been on or not. Oh, it doesn't matter. You're the Halloween episode here tonight. What do you got for us? What about like horror TV show spinoffs? So like how they had the Chucky one. Mm-hmm. And Freddy's Nightmares, fucking tremendous. <laughs> I saw uh, an episode yeah. or two of that in the day. Oh, I definitely did. Yeah. Uh, what was the one you said earlier? Like Friday the Thirteenth, they might do that. Yeah, American Horror Story. You can probably you count that. That's a horror television show. And then I saw that they might do like a spin-off. Oh, spin-off shows. You talking about yeah, spin-off okay. shows? Okay. Like how they did the Scream one. Yeah, Scream one. Okay. okay. They might do Friday the Thirteenth. I don't know if they're still doing that or not. I saw like the they're doing one with it. I heard something about well, it was technically a TV mini series or something that just got. TV Trend. movie, I guess. I yeah, it was like, it was kind of like it was like three episodes up. or something yeah. like that. But yeah, I heard something too about some like a new company uh, acquiring the rights for Halloween, and they're gonna do a freaking TV show or something like that. 
I think yeah. some of them have been more obviously like comprehensive than others, and I can't really judge the Scream one because I haven't seen it. S- season one was awesome. Of yeah, Scream. I thought how the many first, did they do? I think like, like three, three, but the, the last one was like terrible. See, I watched I halfway I through watched like the two. Last. The first season was awesome because you could like relate a lot of those characters to the original cast of Scream. Like, you're like, oh, that's like the Randy. Do they reference Sydney at all in that? No. No. It was like its own story. It was its okay. own. The ghost, like the mask hmm. was completely weird. Like, it almost looked like a mask. Yeah, was it was not like a normal ghost face mask. But like, you could never guess. Who that's never been done, was. though. You could never, like, and the killer didn't reveal itself till the end. But like you could never guess who the killer was throughout the whole thing. Well, they are they like every episode would end with you being suspicious of one of them. Yeah, you're like eh, I don't know about her. Or, Ooh, he's fucking sketchy. And the killer it wouldn't be revealed till like the and, last uh, and then it was like the end of the season finale. Yeah, like or was it one or was it two? What killers? I don't remember. I think there was two. I think. Yeah. And then the end of the second season wasn't bad. The third one I didn't watch. I don't know if it went like the full episodes like the first two. But it wasn't bad. It was like True Detective where it was a fucking brand new cast and brand new thing every season and it got worse. (laughs) Every season. (laughs) I don't know, it was definitely different. Yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed them. I think that the... Chucky TV show is really cool. Like, it's a cool concept. and I like that one over probably the Scream one, for sure. Probably, because it it ties into all the movies, and it's yeah. it's the yeah. same legacy character, and I think it'd be a better. lot of stuff comes back. So I really enjoy it. I mean, I haven't completely caught up to the Chucky series, but every time I watch an episode of it, I'm fully invested in it, you know? My, my intention, my attention would always be more geared towards something with continuity, I think, than just the concept. Yeah. Because, like, Scream is kind of a concept, but also the movies always had continuity with what happened before, you know? Even in Six, even though City is not a part of it, it still continued the story in that aspect. So, like, I'm always going to be a fan of it kind of being an ongoing storyline than the same concept just being applied to different people, whether they had something to do with it or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just better storytelling in my opinion and it depends I mean if you make something exclusively the other way like if it's supposed to be uh, if it's if it makes more sense the other way I guess that's one thing but I don't know I, I like an ongoing story a lot of the time but the thing with that is you've got to constantly make it you've got to you've got to keep people there or you've got to bring more people in it's yeah it's like the same thing as like all the spin-off shows of Marvel or Star Wars. Yeah. But, like... You gotta reinvent the wheel and, you know, do do more stuff, but you really gotta please... Elijah said the Scream one, at least. It was kind of like a cliffhanger. It almost felt every episode. Yeah. So it was, like, something... It made you want to watch more. It would always bring you back for the next week. I mean, that's what you have to do. You know? Pretty much. You gotta give people a reason to want to... tune in again. Especially in you a... You gotta give him something to get behind. Like a mystery horror series. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I think that they're... I don't necessarily want to call them underrated, though, because we're starting to get more and more of them, and I feel like 
if all these projects that we're hearing murmurs about, if any of them end up being true, it could open the floodgates, you know, and we're going to get, we're going to see all these legacy horror characters transition maybe out of movies and into television series for a little while. I could see that. I could see Jason, Michael, Chucky all getting some sort of TV show. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Especially with Michael. And I'm not like shitting on it or anything, but it's like we've gotten a lot of Halloween content recently. So it's like, do we really need to launch a TV show now too? Mm-hmm. Like we just had a trilogy. And I don't necessarily think that... I mean, I guess you can kind of thwart this with certain... You know, with the Friday Thirteenth, like there's certain aspects, but Bates Motel. I think too. Bates Motel is another horror. I think it would be a little show. more. Like I don't necessarily think that it would play for the. It wouldn't. It wouldn't play with the best format with Halloween because historically Michael comes out that time of year. So like, how are you going to milk a large ass series? Whenever he comes out temporarily each year, or if that, you know what I'm saying, only yeah. certain years and certain times. They might. So, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know concept. if that. I don't know what if about that. about a Leatherface TV show? I don't know how you do. I mean, I guess you could actually do a Sawyer family or That could Hyatt be different. They could whatever. go more in-depth into the mm-hmm. family yeah, like members kind of, of the yeah, yeah. television show. That could work. But yeah, like, they were talking about making the Friday the 13th, like, a prequel series as well, and they did that with Bates Motel with, like, Norman Bates, the psycho killer, like, showing his childhood, but that worked, because his childhood was fucked up, and his him and his mom's relationship was all weird and shit, which I guess similar for Jason, but, like, everything we know about Jason and the legacy of his character was what happened that it, that summer at summer camp. We know nothing else about him. Mm-hmm. So, like, it almost feels like that's too pinpointed of an idea to make a series out of. Unless it's one season at summer camp. <laughs> It'd still be kind of weird to see. It would be. Especially in, like, really modern. Whenever all, a lot of the Jason content's pretty dated now. The one that I saw that was supposed to be with uh, Pennywise, it was supposed to be before the movies took place. Mm-hmm. But it was supposed to be a TV that. show. That would be interesting to see. Well, you could see that happening though, because like the, his curse, like uh, the fear that came around, you know, however often, like it was around forever. You haven't changed any of them. <laughs> his fucking that. I don't so you know, like. Those movies stick with me after I watch them, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's... That voice... The, the fear aspect is cool because it, you mm-hmm. can explore the different timelines of that. And yeah. The, the, he didn't always appear as Pennywise throughout history. No, he was so just... You could make that, that was the main. series. Yeah. You could. As long as he popped up as Pennywise every now and then, you could have him show up as other shit and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. You gotta get Bill Skarsgård back to play it, though. Yeah. That's just, he's just, he was damn good at that. I think he did good in those movies. Mm. First one was more quality overall, I think. It was. 
one's definitely better than two, but they're both good yeah. good enough movies. And honestly, I didn't really even feel like two was that big. Like, it was only, like, some of the third act, it was like the a little... The climax was a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. But besides that, it was it was good. Yeah. I don't think it was bad, like, in that aspect by any... Because, like, Bill Hader was... That was inter- that, like, them as grown-ups were very entertaining. Like, about as much, or if not more, in a lot of aspects than... I just wonder if maybe it played better as uh, as them in their childhood than whenever they were adults facing it. You know what I mean? In some ways, but it was. Uh, I mean, I I liked that story in general. So, but yeah, uh, spinoff horror series. Yeah, I'd say fair. I mean, because there hasn't really been a bad one. Like you said, the later I guess seasons of Scream weren't as good, but. Yeah, the Bates Motel. I've I've need to watch that whole series. I watched a couple episodes, but not in any sort of continuity or order. And people really talk that one up. The Chucky series is awesome for the most part. I mean, there's I need to watch the, there's a little the gripes and here season. and there. It's on Peacock now, uh, and. Uh, the Scream, at least season one of Scream, was awesome. So, all in all, it's not like they've released one yet that's been absolute shit, but... So, yeah, I'd say fair. So, we could be getting more in the next decade, for sure. Spinoff horror TV shows. Would you rather see movies, though? That's the thing. Think movies over TV shows. So there hasn't really been any TV shows, I would say. At least, like, a lot of things that are having spinoffs. I feel like stuff that makes it as TV shows, they try to turn into movies. And same as, like, you know how we were talking about the Marvel stuff, like, I guess off air with uh, keeping, like, the action going. Are you going to keep the the horror as enticing slash, like, enthralling and just, you know, it grabs you and doesn't fucking, you know, it doesn't, like, make you lose interest partly partly through it, you know what I mean? Is it going to keep you invested in the project the same way as, like, a movie would? Yeah. You know? And I'm not saying, like, they wouldn't, but I'm, like, those are questions, like, you kind of have to... You can go deeper and denser... Mm-hmm. In a television show, because you have more is that time. always a good thing though? Because yeah, some of it's it not is about always, the mystery. Like sometimes, I'm, I guess just with horror, just generally I've seen you know more more horror content is movies, and we love that already, and we mm-hmm. know that that can work. That's another reason so they might it's like transition. it's a little sketchy though with the TV shows because mm-hmm. you're like. Well, would all these slashers work as TV shows? I guess we can see. That's another reason so. they could be doing it, though, is because they've heard some of the complaints, and they're like, oh, stop recycling the same stuff. So they're like, okay, well, let's break it down in this type of way and make it different, because a series breakdown is automatically making it a lot different. Like, you're going to put... You're obviously putting a lot of emphasis into... That, honestly, series is really where... Talk about a strong supporting cast... That's where they really have to show their fucking ass because to tell this story, you can't only rely on the bad guy the whole time yeah. if you've got to milk a whole series. You know what I mean? You have to create 
strong characters. You have compelling actors and mm-hmm. actresses to fill in those roles. Uh-huh. So you really, like... So, I mean, I think that's a big part of it, too, because to, to hook your interest in that aspect. At the same time, you know, you want them to... I guess that's. I guess that is one advantage, though, is because when and if they get offed by the villain, it's going to hurt that much more. Because if you see them built up for a longer amount of time, it's going to be a much nastier blow when they finally get killed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you got to know them over the course of a series rather than yeah, the, what the kills film. could definitely hit hard. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, there's definitely taking give with it. Uh, Taking that into consideration, I would probably say fair as well. Because some of them, I mean, we've seen some some of that stuff done like sloppily too. I think it really just depends. Mm-hmm. I think they're positioned to where they can be really good now, but you've you've got a there's a number of there's a number of factors they have to make sure that they uh you know, keep you invested in to tell those stories. Some of them would be weird, like a Halloween TV show doesn't sound right. I don't think that would play as good as uh, I think like maybe Texas. Chucky Scream or Friday would. I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre could be one. Yeah, that and I think the family idea is not a bad idea because the of. family there's so many in there and they can. Mm-hmm. Same with Hellraiser because there's a lot of Cenobites and like the lore behind Hellraiser and like demons coming up and being called upon from hell and shit like you could really explore into that too like mm. anything where there's multiple kind of villains you could play off of too there's you can go more in depth than just Michael who's supposed to be quiet pure evil you know he's just not there's not a whole lot you can necessarily explore that hasn't been explored in kind of depth with Michael. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I think it's fair. Yeah. Don't think we haven't really got any too, too crazy shows yet. Mm-hmm. I think so far out of all of them, the Chucky one's probably been the best. And I only watched the first season from that. And those do take... You know, a lot of, like, all of the stuff that had happened pretty much before and place it into, yeah. for the most part, there's probably some things they, like, leave out, I guess, but I'm also not caught up in Chucky. Um, or, no, they brought, I think they did from, like, majority of the movies, it felt like. Yeah, they, they picked parts from all of them, pretty much, but it almost mm-hmm. feels like, well, that's not even true, because even some of the earlier ones, they bring back some characters from them. And some of the like Bride and Seed and Curse and Colt. So yeah, they really do pick from literally the whole series. Child's Play, Bride and Seed, and I don't later. remember the last one, the one where she was in like the Insane Asylum. Yeah, one girl. That was Colt, right? Was it? I think Chucky. So. That was the last one where there was all the Chucky's. His body got. But yeah, like the screen, they took a different point of view and they did a whole different cast, whole different like layout of it. Yeah, it was it was interesting, but it, that kind of only worked as a one-off thing. At least that's what it felt like to me, because I wasn't near as invested in the second season when I started watching it. You got one. 
Yeah, mine's, uh, I guess, kind of bridging a gap between Halloween and Thanksgiving as we move into the, the eating season and the, before, you know, Christmas and everything. But this just popped up in my head the other day because I don't think we've fucking ever done this food-wise. What do you guys think of sweet potatoes? <laughs> oh, boy. My girlfriend would be fucking going crazy. Oh, boy. She loves sweet potatoes. Oh, boy. I'm not a fan. Be honest. I'm gonna be honest and I'm say not I think the biggest they're fucking overrated. Either. Yeah, I like yeah. they're they're good. I, I don't no. think that they're. I never like. I would much, much rather have a regular potato. I'll be honest. Yeah, I want to. I take a loaded baked potato or mashed potatoes. And I don't even hate or them. Normal I just, French fry, even sweet potato fries are not as good as French fries. You know? No. And, like, I've had even, there's weird, there's different stuff, like sweet potato chips, like, that aren't that bad, but, like, I don't, the allure of, like, the, that they're that good, and they're almost dessert-like fucking tasty. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't, yeah, I don't I, I can't, either. I don't know. Like, honestly, like, I would, ten times out of ten, damn near. I mean, like, I'll eat, like, I, I'm not a picky eater anyway, but so, like, I'll try the sweet potato stuff, or, like, the different versions of stuff. Just because I like, like, what do I have to lose trying any of that yeah, stuff? Yeah, I do too now. I just... It's around yeah, all the time. I just don't... <laughs> I just don't think it's to the level, like, almost nothing sweet potato would I pick over a regular potato thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I... Yeah, I, I know that they're supposed to be, like, healthier and whatnot, and a lot of people think they taste better and this and that, but it's like... I mean, don't get me wrong, a potato in itself, a potato bland is a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But you can do so much so many with a potato. Oh yeah, and I don't think you can you can do. And they as don't have to. Sweet potato. They don't have to be unhealthy things either. There's a lot of stuff you can do that are fucking plenty good for you with potatoes. Yeah, like a like, but if you baked a sweet potato, mm-hmm. sliced it open, put butter, sour cream, all that bullshit in there, would it it would that even taste good? It definitely wouldn't taste like a normal loaded baked potato. But it seems like it wouldn't work as well as a baked potato like yeah. with all the with all the dressings on it you know it just doesn't feel as versatile like potato is one of the most versatile foods on the damn oh, yeah. planet 100 percent. and sweet potato just feels more narrow like yeah you can do fries chips all the common you can do like 30 different things with potatoes yeah that's why the irish are like relied on them forever like, we can just make all our meals hey, out of this. Whenever, whenever Steve Austin <laughs> fucking... Whenever Steve Austin was coming up and wrestling and he was broke as shit, like, he would literally... But he could not afford cheeseburgers and all the bullshit, so, like, he'd buy a bag of potatoes and eat them for breakfast, lunch, dinner, till he got paid again. Like, he would eat them all the time. Like, literally broke his <laughs> piss. so tired of Broke his piss. And he would just eat them because they're just... They were not bad for you and, like, they were, you know, they, they were that... You, know, you can do you different up. stuff. Yeah, you can do different stuff with them. So it's just like at least you have something to eat while you're trying to get fucking paid. It'd be tiresome out. after. A oh, while. it really you would be eating. It would just feel like you were eating mush after a while. <laughs> You'd like, the oh. word mush is fun. <laughs> it's just it would, like, that's what it would taste like. Though it would be the same pasty <laughs> kind of bullshit but time after time. He did it because he like you know that's just what you. But you know that's something that you could. Uh, I guess you could make it work for because at least there's different things you can do them with and whatever else. I feel like that has to be the number one like food object that you can make into a bunch of things. 
Yeah, probably. I feel like it's probably one of the most versatile foods like out there. Fried chips, mashed potatoes, fried potatoes. Mm -hmm. Loaded potatoes. You, you can potatoes. make so many different kinds of fries alone. Oh, fries, curly Yeah, there's like a potato. Yeah, you can also do like potato slices where you like. You can do hash Slice browns. Them up and you can do fucking hash, you know, hash browns and many things. Mashed, dude. Honestly, mashed potatoes. <laughs> mashed potatoes is not potatoes. is not one of my favorites. What is mashed, mashed potatoes? potatoes? Is not I, one of my favorites. I like them. I like them. But I, I would take a potato in most other forms. I like them, <laughs> but I do think that it's uh, I, there is an obsession that I don't quite get to. But it's, that kind of goes hand in hand with the sweet potato thing. I'm like, I'm like, it's they're fine, but like, I'm never. I'm never going to be in a position where I'm craving that over a motherfucking regular potato. Mashed potatoes are, like, almost inedible to me if I can't pour a bunch of gravy on top of them. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just so fucking plain. And I guess that's just a potato. You gotta potato. salt that shit a little bit, though. You gotta throw really butter in there, really all yeah. that kind of shit. You really do. I think the salt makes it makes a world of difference in general. Salt just adds flavor to anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> salt. Oh, yeah. Salt is a great friend to potatoes, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it enhances the hell out of potatoes. Mm -hmm. Pretty much all of them. Sweet potatoes, though, I don't know. I, I'm not positive what the societal view on sweet potatoes is, but for the most part, what I hear and see about it is mm -hmm. pretty positive. And it's I'm really, not people the are, biggest. Yeah. I never go out of my way to buy <laughs> no. a fucking sweet potato. Yeah. I'll tell you that. I don't know so if I've ever bought anything sweet potato in my life. I would say overrated. It's overrated. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I thought. I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're they're okay, you know, but they're... Yeah, that's my feeling, too. I'm like, I don't... There's an, an, I feel like there's an enormity of hype around, around them. <laughs> All right, I guess... I don't really know. Do we want to move on to mine? Yeah. I don't really know if we've done this fully. But I figured I'd kind of bridge the gap between Halloween and wrestling. We're right here. Gene's into horror. He's into wrestling. We all are. So, like, what do we think of, like, horror-themed wrestling characters? Because they're almost always around. Mm-hmm. But they don't necessarily feel saturated. Like, there's not a whole bunch of them, but there is almost always a couple guys and a couple girls on every wrestling roster that are pretty damn dark-themed, mm -hmm. you know? You think it's overrated, underrated? Are they, like, some of your favorite kinds of characters, you feel like? or I think it's underrated, because it depends on, like, how you look at it. There's different people, like... How Taker went for years, probably yeah. one of the best. And then you have like someone like the Boogeyman, goofy character that's on screen. He was still kind of fun though. I like mean, it, when I first saw him, I was probably still, I don't know how old I was, but like seeing that come up, the red, the fog, and like seeing him was frightening, seeing Kane was frightening, seeing Undertaker was frightening. But, like, but also in kind of a cool way, where yeah. you're like, these guys are cool, but they're creepy. 
I think characters like that are always enhanced by whenever they're written into exceptional storylines. Just like, you know, obviously the movies. So, like, it... It's going to make them look better if if they're actually written. But that's why sometimes they find it hard to write for them. And, like, if they're they that really great do, of a yeah. character, I don't, I don't necessarily think it always has to be hard to write about. I mean, there's countless times where Taker was always involved when he was more active, of course. Not, like, I don't mean, like, the last ten years. Um, and even some of those stories were great, but he also wasn't involved all the time. But, like, for his middle ten years, basically, from, like, 2000 to 2010... When he was always there, it was, and even before that, really, um, it was always, like, they always still found ways for him to get in the ring, have matches, work phenomenal feuds. And like I said, this is another reason why I was like, on my, my question in the last one, I was like, we gotta throw Taker out of the mix, because that's, a, that's the obvious answer. As yeah. far as, like, the, you know, what who's positioned best as, like, a horror movie character and yeah. stuff. Um, King and Boogeyman. Oh, the, no, there are others, but Taker's the first and most obvious one that comes to the yeah. forefront of your mind. Because he's just, but, I mean, there's a reason for that, because he was that good and that committed, just like a lot of these guys that are that great in their roles, because he was that good and that committed to that character. It's just like, that's why it, it sold. And it sold for 30 years, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean... I would probably say slightly underrated too, but uh, yeah, they do. I don't by any means think it should be overly saturated. No. You know, because I mean? like you were saying, it is kind of hard to find really like good storylines for those mm-hmm. characters sometimes because they are so specific, and you you can't always see. Even, like, if they're a really big name on your roster, you can't always see certain talent going up against those guys, you know? Yeah. Where you're like, it wouldn't really work, or you would have to, like, work it a certain way, because, like, that was the thing with Bray always. Like, Bray's character shit was always sick, but it was so, like, psychological Mm -hmm. and deep and, like, weird and fucked up that it was hard to find a really compelling story for him all the time because not it had to be a kind of a specific character yeah to really really work for his kind of character and to present like natural like like a threat to him yeah like that's why I feel like they really dropped the ball with like him and Orton because Orton could have been a great adversary to that because Orton's already kind of like psychologically mm-hmm. fucked up and yeah and that whole rivalry was just kind of fucking weird. And yeah, especially the match at Mania. Yeah, with the like the worms and maggots and shit in the ring. What the fuck was that? Just the projection of Are the we worms. We watched that at. Uh... Yeah, we watched that at the bar. What bar? Murphy's. Yep. Yeah. Murphy's on twenty one. Check it out. The weirdest like pay per view when we were watching that. I remember like Ernie was sitting in the Not back. Not one of the better Manias. I remember Ernie was like sitting in the back and he's like he's like this is the weirdest porn I've ever seen <laughs> yeah there, a lot of that card was just kind of that was the same card that had 
Taker and Roman as the main event. Best part it? of the show is over the Hardys fucking came out by surprise. That yeah. pop was fucking That was the insane. same card with Nikki and Cena versus Ms. Maurice, wasn't it? That card was weak. Yeah. Uh, it was weird. Mm, I think that was 2018, right? It was it? No, because Cena faced Taker on that one, right? Or was that yeah. 18? I think that was 18, wasn't it? I don't remember anymore. Damn. All this shit's <laughs> blending together at this point. I'm getting too old. I used to be able to distinctly know what happened oh, yeah. every main Oh, year. yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to say... When did that fucking happen? You look this shit up now. What Man, this shit, we sound been? bad with this. What mania would that have even been? 33 would have been 17, right? 2017? Yeah. Let's see here. Because, yeah, I remember that mania just not feeling great. 35 was awesome. I thought that Cena and Miz, I thought that was 34. It could have been. With the with Maurice thing. But wouldn't that have been Cena Taker at nineteen then, like or two thousand nineteen? Yeah. Well, but it feels like that was eighteen, doesn't it? That doesn't make sense. This is before COVID, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, no, yeah. either way, it would have been. No, that that all happened on the same card, man. Cena and Nikki Bella beat Miz and Maurice. Roman Reigns beat the Undertaker. Yeah. Okay, that happened one year before. Randy Orton beat Bray Wyatt. So T- Cena and Taker, that match you you guys praised the hell out of. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that Rollins happened. and Triple H maybe was the best match on that card, yeah. all in all. That was uh, that was eighteen. Then the same one that Brock upset Roman, beat him for the fucking fourth time, and then you're like, oh, this is Roman's time in thirty four. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That was whenever Cena and Taker had their match. Yeah. It, <laughs> See, I think 34 wasn't fantastic, but it was better than 33. 34 was also yeah. Angle and Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie. That was the best match on the card. And that had Stephanie McMahon in it. <laughs> it was like... It yeah, was that, insane. AJ, that was another thing. AJ Styles and Shinsuke, that rivalry should have been awesome. It, it was, was all it, about man. kicking each other in the balls. Yeah, it turned into just life. that. <laughs> How the fuck did it turn into that? You got two of the best talents <laughs> in the world. Title match. It's like we're going to find out who the best is. And it ends in a low blow. It's like, didn't that eventually become a rule? It's like, this time nobody can kick each other in the nuts. <laughs> like, How? Why are we doing this? That's, yeah, that just shows you, man. WWE... As much as, as a wrestling fan, you love it. There's times where you hate it. It's the same thing as a horror fan. As much as you love it, there's certain times where some of your favorite franchises do things you just fucking hate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anytime you become a real fan of something, that thing's going to piss you off occasionally, I think. What do we say? You said underrated, right? For the horror theme yeah, wrestling yeah. characters. Yeah. Yeah. They can be really, really cool. Oh, yeah. like, as sad as it is with Bray, too, I think, like, he still could have done something really good. I, I definitely think that he could have had some compelling shit still. It's just... I feel like it still would have been kind of stretchy, but, like, we didn't know where that story was going with... Mm-hmm. The Uncle Howdy stuff. Yeah. You see that they're going to focus uh, WWE 24, like... 
20, like the 2024 game, like around his career and everything. Mm-hmm. That's what I read today. Yeah, that's cool. Which would be yeah, which would be really cool. Yeah, because he he was a wrestler I always loved, and it felt like man, they're kind of wasting him. Mm-hmm. And it's... then he passed away, and it just felt like he never truly reached his full potential. Yeah. You know, like what? Because it like. Storytelling and like character developing wise, I don't think there was maybe anybody better in the modern day. No, he could talk on the mic. Mm-hmm. He was like really great at telling a story, and it didn't matter what he was doing if it was like his first, like just being Bray Wyatt, follow the buzzards, like just. I loved the Wyatt family. Oh yeah, that was no, a great really, shit. That was a great idea. And then the Firefly Funhouse. To me, at first, everyone probably thought that was goofy, but then it just kind of like. It was cool because it was it, it was like in. a slow burn. It yeah. like was just goofy at first, and then like every episode just felt a little more tense and fucked up. I feel like now he could just like if that character. Like him and the fiend, that would have went like it could still go on now. Yeah, like you can have someone like Grayson Waller walking back there and just like making fun of him, being like, "Well, I, we can have a match tonight," and then the fiend just comes out and stomps. Fucking Grayson Waller! I can't, I can't believe that though, man. It's it, it does suck. It's like that was like Luke Harper. It was like one of the most shocking news recent that in recent history. Mm-hmm. Like, it's more understandable if it's people getting up in age. Yeah. Because, like, stuff Funk like was obviously really sad. I'm not even trying to say, you know, but he was 79. It's it's amazing in a lot of ways with what he put his body through that he lived that long. Yeah. yeah. He it lived really a full life. Yeah. Um, but following that with that, like, that's, I, I, and the only way I can even explain it is, like, I, I don't even think... Like, a lot of people were like, oh, man, it doesn't even feel like this person's gone or that person's gone. It just feels like they went somewhere on vacation for a while or whatever. And it's just like, I don't even think it has sat with anybody still, like, that that's a real thing. And he's just, it's like it's over. Like, everything we saw is what we were going to see. Yeah. And he's gone. You know what I mean? It's, it's fucking, it's hard, man. It's like, damn. Because his time is really cut short. I think he's only, like, 36. So... He was young, yo. In Taker, like, seeing his show, like, that was cool because he was, like, really happy, like, that they got to do that match at WrestleMania, like, that year they did mm-hmm. and stuff. And we, well, yeah, you saw him roaming around backstage since he was, like, a kid, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, he's, like, it took until WrestleMania to get that receipt on him for, like, kicking him when he was, like, yeah. a kid and shit. That's hilarious. That's, hey, that's long-form storytelling. <laughs> But, yeah, rest in peace. Yeah. Fucking one of the best of the modern generation, man. In a lot of ways, he mm-hmm. was like, there was a lot of things that he was maybe better than anybody out on the roster, you know. Well, Gino Mack, you got uh, you got one more for us or no? Something that you mentioned earlier that I didn't think about, but what about haunted houses? Man. I haven't been to one in a while. I, I haven't either. Like a long time, like 
since being a kid actually going trick-or-treating. We were going to go one year, and then we just decided... Oh, well, remember, it, like, we were going to go, but then it was kind of rainy that night and cold as fuck. And, yeah, so we, we didn't like, want to, like, wait in the line for the shit. We're like, oh, man, that's going to be miserable. I haven't been in some time. I know, I would go, but at the same time... I mean, it's, it's a cool thing for this time of year. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like... It's kind of how I feel with, like, maybe this is just me, and I'm lazy, and I'm cynical, but I don't, I'm this way with amusement parks and roller coasters, too, like, I don't really care to stand in an hour line for, you know, 15 minutes of enjoyment, like, it's not worth it to me most of the time for anything. It's even less with the roller coaster. At least with a haunted house, you get a few houses and shit. But they they kind of rush you through the shit because they have people waiting, you know. Yeah. So you don't really get time necessarily to like roam around in there. You kind of get funneled through with everybody else. I mean, it's neat. It's a cool Halloween tradition thing to have haunted houses and things you can go to that are like, it's cool. But I haven't done it in years, and I don't like. Like giant public gatherings or long lines, so it's not really my bag necessarily. But it's neat enough, so I guess in that aspect, I'd probably say fair because mm-hmm. I definitely think it helps add to the season for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, and it's oh, cool. I, I it's cool awesome. that you see the billboards pop up and come around once Halloween's starting to come back. Like you mm-hmm. see all the haunted houses. I think. Uh, Almost all the aspects about it I do enjoy because it's it can be fun and like you know fun to go as a group and stuff like that. It's it just like the only real downside sometimes is the fact that like it's, um, you know whatever you do stay in line and, and probably it's more about that almost than even the money because like while like yeah you got to pay and stuff and do it it's it's probably like about the length of the line like and then. You know, sometimes you stand in line for triple the the length of you're actually in the haunted house for. But I mean, I guess it depends if the thrill of it's worth it for you. you know what I'm saying they're worth it, worth it to you. So, I mean, I enjoyed getting to do it. I would like to do it again for sure um, at some point, if not this year or just whenever. But uh, I'd probably say fair on that one. Yeah, I'd say fair on it too. When's the last time you went to one? I don't think i have been the only one that i can remember is it was more or less as a kid in the neighborhood they actually had like their own house set out as a haunted house some people do have pretty neat setups like that like i know tyler his neighbor used to do that like their whole walkway from the end of their driveway like to the back of their garage they would like tunnel and set a bunch of shit up in there and make it kind of like a haunted fucking tunnel to like go up to get your candy and shit. Yeah. Like that stuff is kind of neat when people do their own makeshift stuff, but it's mm-hmm. also kind of like there's no regulations to that, so it's also kind of freaky because you could just have somebody come out and fucking own you. <laughs> I'll never forget, like when we went through a fucking. It was at least an hour wait, and it was a cold, you know, rain. It was an October night. Like this is probably 2011 or 12. And uh, 
Like we went through the whole thing, and but we were we were in and out of there in like ten or twenty minutes or whatever after waiting like an hour, and somebody behind us or in front of us, yeah, it's probably behind us. They're just like, well, that was bullshit. This dude is in like a ghillie suit, <laughs> just fucking along like the line. Whenever you come out of there, and he's just like pops out, and he's just like, what's bullshit? <laughs> just surprises the hell out of him. So that was pretty damn funny. Like, I, I love the commitment to, like, the workers there, though, because it, it can be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, the people that are in the haunted houses usually get pretty damn into it. Mm-hmm. If you're going to work there, I mean, you know, you might as well. Like, in your job, like, you're getting you paid for to. that. It's like, come on. I honestly feel like that would be pretty damn fun. Oh, it would be. To, like, sure. sit back and, like... A fucking little dark hallway with like a chainsaw and just wait for people to come through and rev that shit up. Like, ah! <laughs> oh, no, yeah. That shit would be fucking fun. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well. Well, boys. We're fucking... We're on the twilight of Halloween, man. I know. I know. By the time they hear this, it'll be all Hallow's Eve. Yeah. With the special strip club master. As our final guest of the season. Well, so, be back for another one. Oh yeah, no, you'll be back for sure. We'll be back, if anything else, for some fucking wrestling podcasts, mm-hmm. some October podcasts. We know when to bring you in. We're like, we need, we need some wrestling talk. We need some horror talk. We got Gene on the line. <laughs> Well, Gene, is there anything you'd like to relay to the people before we call it a wrap? Uh, thanks for bringing me back, having me on. I didn't know I was tied with four appearances. Yeah, it's you, Cody, Colton, Ethan, and Kyle. Four appearances each, five people now. Come back next week just so I can break the record. (laughs) (laughs) It just pops in. Um... Be on for at least a minute, it counts. Hey, that's what it's Gene here. I'm just I'm coming back. I've been on five times. <laughs> Hold the record for a good solid min. That'll start becoming a thing. We'll just be in the middle of recording an episode and like Cody or Ethan or something. We'll just like stop by the back door. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Um. We'll just scream out the streak. <laughs> Well, it has been one hell of a horror season because we are around. I mean, we might do it some, whether it's this next week or the week, you know, whatever. Who knows? We might do a cool down or like a rehashing of a few of the things during the season or something. But as far as the season actually goes and being in it, this is the last episode yeah. of the 2023 before we uh, cool it down, get into November and uh, start leading into Christmas. Which is fucking insane to say, because it doesn't seem like that long ago we were starting this year in this fucking round of episodes That's in 2023. What I was like, even telling my girlfriend is like, man, it feels like as soon as my horror list starts, mm-hmm. the rest of the year just. Oh yeah. After that, as oh, soon yeah. as the beginning of the list happens, it's like the year's done. It, it takes it's, it's a, all the a chokehold. October, November, December, I love those three months mm-hmm. to wrap up the year. It's like some of my favorite time of the year, and that's probably partially why it flies, because I get wrapped up in the seasons of those months, and they're just, they're just so busy. There's so much going on at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's probably the best months from October 
all the way to New Year's, but I feel that's like it also feel too. it goes by the quickest too. Yeah, that's because it's some of the most fun and some of the most busy and like October first stuff going on. You blink twice, it's Halloween. Blink twice again, it's Black Friday, Thanksgiving. Then it's Christmas. Yeah. What do we right after that? It feels like a lot of times. And then that right after Christmas, it's. New Year's is literally... We're back into another year. Yeah, it doesn't feel very long ago that the ball dropped and we were welcoming in 2023. Mm-mm. The years, man, they fucking fly by now. That they do. Well, thank you very much again, Gene, for coming back on. Thanks for having oh, me. Oh, yeah. And uh, this was his sequel. Maybe he'll be back for uh, to complete his trilogy one of these days. We shall see. I know you will be. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we hope everybody's had a great night, a great horror season, as we call it. We will be seeing you next for episode number 108. Happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. And uh, take it easy out there. Be safe, be careful, and have a great night. Till next time.